to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life you are meant to live, daring to live the life you are meant to live. And it takes courage, as my guest today will be able to share with you that she made some enormous changes in her life. And first part, I think she'll tell you that it comes with awareness. And starting off the new year, that's a time, I think, when we tend to become a little bit more aware. And coming out of the past year that we've had, well, what better time to do that? So I would like you to welcome my guest, Sean Tegmeyer. And Sean is a self-confessed chain smoke. Well, excuse me, let me back up the truck here. Sean was a self-professed chain smoking couch potato and all that changed because Sean woke up and realized that's not the life she wanted to live. So welcome, Sean. I hope I haven't done you an injustice. I almost said you were, but the fact that you have overcome that is what I, you know, asked you to come and share today. So happy new year to you and thank you for taking the time to come. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. Um, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm super excited about this. Um, and I know that we, we are on like the same wavelength <laughs> as far as just trying to make changes for the better, knowing it's probably the most terrifying thing you might be doing. Um, but we just want to go ahead and forge ahead with whatever it is, whatever your personal goal is, whether it's huge or it's small it's it's doable it's for doable. sure and i think you you mentioned a good point it could be terrifying depending on what it is but when i look at things like that i think maybe it's more terrifying not to do it and mm-hmm. to get to the seeing the horizon at the end of your life and realizing you missed an opportunity and you really could have or you wished you had mm-hmm. and there might be more years left wishing you had than you were able to do. So one of the things that you had mentioned is to, you know, don't stop yourself from starting and it's not too late. Mm -hmm. So you are proven uh, entity when it comes to biting the bullet and chain smoking is not easy to get over. I know uh, I struggled with that years ago and it may not be chain smoking. It might be something else, but you decided for yourself that you wanted differently to have your life come out differently, right? Yes, yes. And it sounds kind of funny, but um, it was kind of an accident, really. Um, (laughs) I know, isn't that crazy? But (laughs) I just, you know, I just smoked like it was my job, you know, Mm -hmm. I content to smoke and I was quite, I guess content is the best word Mm -hmm. in my position where I had, you know, my own cubicle, you know, I was working for a local book company in the customer service department and just being mom and being wife and being employee and smoking like a fiend and not eating properly and exercise. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then one day I thought, oh my gosh, I smell like an ashtray. And I... I remember it was just horrifying. I thought, oh my God, is this how I smell to people? So it, it took me a while, but I did end up quitting, quitting mm-hmm. smoking, which was um, hands down. I mean, I've done quite a few different things in my life since then. 
Um, and that was 21 years ago. I quit smoking. Well, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I know you're even longer than me. Yeah. Well, I mean, just because of the time, but I'm probably older than you too. So it's probably works out to both <laughs> the same, but it's the idea of, you know, it's the awakening. It's the realization that that's not what you wanted. Yeah. And, um, you know, the kind of same thing for me, we, I think there are a lot of people, like you have said, uh, going through the motions, kind of on that hamster wheel of getting up and going to work, going, coming home, going to bed, that sort of thing. But what is it that, what is it that really woke you up? Was it the, the sensory smell? Was it something else? Were you hungering for something else? Like what really was it that stopped you in your tracks? I think, um, I think what happened is I quit smoking and I, I need to backtrack like you did. I wasn't at that particular job at the time. I was working um, in a, a glass, um, a glass store where they did shower doors and thermos. And okay. I was a little okay. office manager and they had the showroom and um, it was a very nice job. And um, I was bored to tears. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. My God, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I just thought, oh, I, after, I think I was there for about three years and all of a sudden I thought, oh, there's gotta be more to it than this, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought, well, you know, I quit smoking. That was pretty hard. I'm sure I can do something else. So I decided to better myself, you know, try to educate myself to get a better job. Mm-hmm. Not that there was anything wrong with the job I had. It was just a little bit boring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enrolled at our local community college in a computer class. Now, this was back in the 80s, you know, late, late 80s. So computers were just I, on the, the horizon. 90s. Yeah, yeah, it was like they, in the 90s. Computers yeah. like... People didn't really have, like now we have them all over our houses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I bet I could do that. So I went ahead and um, started taking computer classes, and which was great. And I actually, I just went to get a couple classes and I thought, well, I think I could do more because mm-hmm. just a couple computer classes aren't going to do a whole lot for me. So I got a certificate in the micro skills computer, which, and then I looked and I thought, oh my gosh, with a few more classes, I could actually get an associate's degree before I'm 40. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great way to look at things because you didn't overwhelm yourself right at the very beginning. You started with something that, you know, were able to be successful at that would allow you to find out if it was an area of interest for you. And some people it's like this new year's resolution thing where we're all going to lose 50 pounds by the end of January. Uh, Sometimes people look at making a change in too big a step. Um, You looked at taking it easily to see really what was out there. And that was very doable for you. Yes. Yes. And I also think, I know um, one of my friends once told me, you know, I've met her, you know, since, but, um, she is a retired now pediatrician, but when she was like 30 something, um, she said to somebody, I really wish I would have gone to med school. I'd really love to be a pediatrician. And they said, well, why aren't you going? Mm -hmm. And she said, 
because that's going to be like 10 years, you know, to go <laughs> through all that. And they said, so what's going to happen in 10 years? She goes, well, I'll be like 40 something. And they said, so you'll be 40 something doing the same thing you're doing now, or you could be 40 something and being a pediatrician. And there you go. It's like, you mm -hmm. have to just kind of stop and think, okay, yeah, this might be a little bit hard for me to do, or maybe it's going to be too much for me to do. But at the end of whether it's 10 years or one week or one year or one month, mm -hmm. at least give it that try. Mm -hmm. Just do, excuse me. Did you have someone in your corner that was encouraging you to do that? Or is this, did this all come about on your own, um, you know, wishing to be fuller or more fulfilled. Some people really desperately need somebody that's going to be in their, like their cheerleading squad. And it's hard, but you know, sometimes we're too afraid of hard work. Obviously you were not. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, well, besides my family, but I mean, I don't want to say that they weren't in my corner because they were in my corner. They were very supportive, but mm -hmm. they didn't say, gee, you really need to do something different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Yes. But um, I think one good thing that happened was like when I discovered that, oh my gosh, I could get an associate's degree, I happened and um, and it's a whole chapter in my book about thank God for business math is what I call it. Oh, I took, that's I something. A, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was taking a business math class, and I had completed you know X amount of computer classes, and then I still needed more classes. And I thought, okay, well, here's going to be another year, year and a half, whatever, going to night school because you're working full time during the day. Mm -hmm. um, you know dealing with the kids, husband, house, dogs, whole bit. And um, I happened to sit next to a lady that was my age and we started chatting and it turns out we were at the same exact place in the program. We had the same exact classes left to take. Mm -hmm. And I think it really helps when you have a buddy <laughs> because mm -hmm. we kind of buddied up and then went through the classes the rest of the way together. Mm hmm. Well, that's good. And I, I, you know, I think that is good. And I, I think we when we start classes, we can find hopefully somebody that would be there. Mm -hmm. You know, we all we all start new things like, you know, starting a new job the very first day. I don't know of anybody that said, you I loved first day because it's, <laughs> it, it's not the best. Right. But we need to find that person that we can kind of pair up with and learn the ropes and things like that. And going out and going to classes and going to school and doing something different probably is not much different than that, that there was always going to be somebody willing to, to, you know, befriend you and yeah. show you the ropes a bit. Mm -hmm. So you got your associate degree. Mm -hmm. You changed your jobs at that point then, did you? Yeah. And you found something more fulfilling? What were you yeah, doing? It was, um, it was, I, was the cust I went into customer service. I had been at that company before, but I went back and I was in the customer service department. And then I became the customer service trainer, which was fun because there was about a hundred people in customer service. So all the new people I would that would come in, I would train them all the processes that were changing, 
which was all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I would go around to the different territories and train them. And I was able to use like my PowerPoint, my Excel that I had learned and everything. So that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun too. But since I had, um, and that was my cube job that I thought, I'll just stay here forever. This is great, you know. <laughs> um, but I had, I had quit smoking. And when I quit smoking, I managed to pack on, I don't know, 40, 40 some pounds. Yeah, you're not alone in that regard. I, it's so easy to do, right? You I don't hear people say that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, what is going on? And um, so I ended up joining Weight Watchers because a friend of mine had joined too. And um, meanwhile, another friend of mine <clears throat> had started this crazy thing called running. Oh, yes. I have and, friends that do that. My ex, my, my husband did that before he got ill and couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah, I got him a dog, though, uh, Sean. I wasn't uh, willing to do what you did. Oh, I, I think you had told me that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. but it's, it's just interesting because he just kept talking to me about <clears throat> running. And I thought, mm -hmm, that's nice because his wife didn't want to hear about it anymore. Uh-huh. You know, so when you're a new runner, you like to tell somebody all about it. And we uh -huh. were um, we were a bunch of families on travel uh, soccer teams. Oh, okay. So we spent every weekend together. So Walt would just keep telling me these, you know, all about running. And I was just too polite to say, I'm really not interested in hearing about <laughs> it. So, but you got interested. But I got interested, I planted a little seed, and one day I thought, I'm going to give this a little go, you know? Well, it, it was not successful at all, <laughs> like a block and a half down, you know, from my house. I'm practically laying in somebody's front yard going, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't know why people think this is a good idea. But then the next day I got up and I did it again and again and again and again, and then many times I'd be, you know, kind of like out there doing something resembling a run. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk. And then I, you know, that was this side, you know, the little devil guy over here. All right. Walk. Yeah. And then the little angel guys over here going, really? Really? <laughs> um, is there something wrong with you that you can't run? You've slotted this time to uh -huh. run. Um, you seem to be fairly physical capable of it. And what was going to be your other plan? Were you going to go home and sit down on the couch and eat bonbons and, hey, <laughs> let's go ahead and start smoking again, shall we? Oh. So it's just kind of like, just you'll always have, maybe not always, maybe that's just my little devil guy. <laughs> Take it easy. Well, I think but, a lot of us have that, but we just choose to ignore it. Exactly. Did not. So, you know, many times people will know they'll have that small voice in their head, but they hope it just shuts up and goes away or, you know, exercise, yeah. we sit down and hope it goes away. Um, and that's where I feel a lot of us miss out on things that we really wanted to do, but we settled for not doing. So yeah. you, you listened. Yes. 
yes, I listened to the good side. <laughs> and I thought, you know, you're right. Really, what have you got to lose? You know, a couple of pounds, maybe. So that's why I always say, don't stop yourself before you even start. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to get up and do whatever it is you're going to do, whether you're going to go out and do some kind of exercise, walking or running or biking or whatever, you know, just get out and move, just get out and move before you can start second guessing and Mm -hmm. giving yourself excuses not to do it. How, how, um, how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How are you able to actually make that first step? Usually it's the first one that's the hardest. And I don't mean to decide to run and go the first day where you went a block and a half down the street. But every day when, you know, you got this little voice saying, ah, you don't need to bother. What was it within you that made you take that first step to say, I'm going, I'm going to do this? That is such a good question. And I just, I just kind of thought, you know, you've got to do something to change. You've just got to. You've got this, like, even though, you know, you did the Weight Watchers, which you did lose the weight and stuff, but I just felt like there was something still maybe missing. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a little bit of a void. Okay. You know, so that, badly enough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of us don't want it badly enough. That could be. And maybe you need to find something that you do want badly enough, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Because I have friends that run, and that's never been that much of an interest for me. However, I I do believe in staying in motion. I think it's really important because my message going out to primarily people, you know, 50 up, whatever, keep moving. Because yes. otherwise, we're all just going to seize up. And by the time we're 80 or 90, if, if we're yes. that fortunate, we might want to be moving, but our body is saying, hey. I didn't want to before, so I just quit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, whatever we do, we need mm-hmm. to want it badly enough. And maybe, um, you know, you wanted, did you want to run or did you want to lose weight or did you want to be fit? What was your, what was your ultimate want? Well, I didn't want to run because I still <laughs> thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> um, but I I, I think I just wanted to be fit, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just wanted to feel better because even though I had lost weight and stuff, I just didn't seem to have endurance. Um, you know, I didn't have seem to have strength. I just wanted something where I was more active than because um, sometimes I would listen to other people and they're like, oh, we did this and this. And then there was other people that could tell you every little thing that was on every single TV show for weeks. And I thought, yes, oh, I'm falling into that category. Now I love TV. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But you found there's a time and a place for it. But there's a time and a place. And I thought I'm kind of wasting my whole, my whole life here just by watching TV. Mm -hmm. Watching how people live. Yeah, I'm watching, you know, people are watching reality shows about other people. And it's like, (laughs) we should be making our own little reality shows. My point exactly, Sean, Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. And and I think 
it's easy to fall into the trap the older we get once we sort of get to the retirement bit that you know tv is a pacifier and you know i mean the weather's not quite right or uh you know favorite shows on or it's you know we're just coming out of the really dark days of the the winter people and I'm no different. I say people, but I'm I'm a people. I'm one of them. Yeah. And it's easy right. to say, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. tomorrow, a lot of tomorrows go fast. And suddenly yeah. I realize that, hey, you know, um, I've, I've missed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like you, I don't want to miss a thing. I, you know, I'm in it for, I'm in it for the long haul. And I want to be doing part of everything. So you left your cubicle job, though, didn't you? Yes. I did. I well, not did. Only, so, I mean, I'm talking to you about all the things that you've done. And not only did you, the self-development, the quitting smoking, the losing weight, the taking up running to be active, to be fit, but you also made a major career move. And you decided that, you know, you've done the physical bit and mm-hmm. you've moved on to do the mental bit. Right. So, although you said that job was better than perhaps one before, because it was a little more interesting, a little bit more diverse. Yeah. But you moved on from that as well. I did, because when I started the running, um, everybody, you know, they found out I was running. So everybody, bless their hearts, everybody has advice. Of course. (laughs) Um, And I was hearing such conflicting information and not being an exerciser like ever. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was good, what was not good. You know, as far as nutrition, stretching, warming up, cooling down, the whole bit. And I thought, huh. So I went back to our community college, MCC here, and I took a class, uh, Exercise Science Part 1, learning all about my muscles and my bones and everything. And um, I also had to take a class called, it was a prerequisite that you had to take something about careers and fitness or something. It was like one of the eight-week classes. Okay. And so I got into the classes. And of course, the first question they ask is, who's here to be a personal trainer? And everybody raises their hand. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to be a personal trainer. I'm not giving up my cube job. Who does personal training, you know, for a living? So anyway, I kept taking the classes and it was a actual, like a certification, you know, a chunk of classes with a certification on it. So you kind of had the same people throughout all the classes. It took me a couple of years and I thought, I mean, I had no intention of keep going, but it was interesting. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I was making friends in the classes. And all of a sudden I thought, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could personal train just a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I could do part time a couple, you know, a couple nights a week or something. Well, Ended up, got my certificate, um, and then I you have to test for a national certification. So I took that test, and I passed it, and I uh, started working at, you know, part-time at a local gym here, a health club, and I was also working part-time at um, – a running store here called the running depot, which I actually am still employed at both of them. Oh, good. Um, But so I was working at the health club in the morning from like, we worked 4.45 to eight o'clock. I opened the club and then from like nine to five, 
I went and worked at my full-time day job. And then at night, I would go over to the shoe store. Um, And it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. Well, and then, if it was fun, or else it would have been really, you know, strenuous. Exactly, and it was it was just I don't know. And then my the health my health club boss asked me one day. He said, "What are we going to do to get you in here full time?" And I went, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, I I can't do that." You know, um, how am I going to pay my mortgage? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then. My friend that owned the running store asked me the same thing, like three days later, how am I going to get you in here full time? So between the two of them, it was like, okay, I could work X amount of hours here, X amount of hours here. So that's what I did. I, I gave my notice at work and I, you know, my husband's like, just, just do it. You're going to make it work. And I'm like, I don't think we're going to make enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have that reaction. It's, it's fearful stepping out into that world. It's really terrifying because I had, I had a job where I went in, punched in, punched out. I got paid. Mm -hmm. Same little paycheck every week. Didn't matter what you did during those hours. (laughs) Nope. I hope your boss that's is listening. Your old boss. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, true. Just, you know, that that can be a trap, right? Part yeah. of part of what I I like teaching about is our comfort zone really can be a prison. Mm-hmm. So what you're describing, and what what makes you such a great guest, Sean, is because I know that there are a lot of people who who feel like you feel and don't know how to make it work. And you didn't have all the answers when you started. No, no. And it's not like I just woke up one day and that was like what my one friend told me. Cause I remember driving to work on my very last day and I called her and I said, Alicia, what am I doing? (laughs) This is is insane. I can't. Oh my God. I think I've made a huge mistake. Oh dear. And, and she said, Oh, She goes, Sean, you have been working for this for years. Mm -hmm. You know, you've done, you've put in the time. She goes, you're going to be fine. And I, I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's not like I just woke up one morning and thought, I think I'll be a personal trainer and just, you know, (laughs) it's, it's you. Yeah. So you can't do that. But in the meantime, you can start thinking about whatever it is that you do want to do mm-hmm. okay, um, and start readying yourself, investigate, research, find out what do I need to do? Do I need classes? Do I need, you know, I don't know, whatever you need to make mm-hmm. your dreams come true. Start investigating, researching and doing it. Right. Don't let your, don't stop. Don't stop. Well, it's putting it into action, right? Put it in action because you might say, well, that might take me five years. Well, guess what? Guess how long it took me to do that? Yeah. You know, and now I've been a certified personal trainer for 14 years. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And here you are 14 years later and you could have either been still in your cube job 
being bored and wondering what was out there or exactly. you moved on. And so this is a, this is a ridiculous question, Sean, but is, was it all worth it? You know, it, it was, it was, um, it's terrified. And I, and I mean, I literally was terrified to leave. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, um, as terrifying as it was. And once I walked out the door, um, I thought, okay, all right. And honestly, I've been, I've been gone for 14 years now. Well, full-time 13, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have never, ever regretted it. I've never looked back and thought, oh, I wish I would have stayed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just allowed me to um, get more certifications, work with more people that um, really need my help, yeah. you know. So you feel you've got more purpose going on, like you're living the life you feel you were meant to live? Yes. Yes. Much more purpose. Um, and yeah, yeah. Just Excellent. just helping people, spreading the word. Um, one of the things I did while I was in school for this is I had to do an internship. Oh, and okay. um, my friend that owns the running store I did it through her store. We created a BAM, I can run a half marathon program. Excellent. And it was a 16-week program. And my thing is, and is I don't want you to finish it fast. A, we need to get you to the starting line. <laughs> That's and the first B, thing. <laughs> all I all you need to do is cross the finish line in an upright vertical position with mm-hmm. a little smile on your face. <laughs> You're not out there to break any records. I've had the police car behind me before. It's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> you live to tell about it. Yeah, I live to tell about it. And look, look at now I'm telling everybody on podcast. I wrote it in my book. So. Well you'll have to tell us about your book, but just before you do, yeah. um you have actually done some major running, have you not? Yes, I have. What, what have you done? Um, I have done, now I'm going to put on my glasses, and I, I, I honestly have to remind myself what I've done. Um, okay, between the years of 2005 and 14. I crossed the finish line 34 times running 26.2 miles or longer. Wow. 16 marathons and 18 ultra marathons. And 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 you didn't know you'd do that when you started. That's a long way from going down a block and a half down the street, eh? It is. And like a lot of 5Ks, a lot of 10Ks, a lot of half marathons in there with that. Um, But yeah. so. I didn't even know what a 5K was when I started. <laughs> well, I sure don't, and that's okay. I, you know, I like to I like to learn vicariously. So, yeah. was that your book you had? It is. It's um, and this was the first copy. It's a not for resale copy. Oh right, I've it's got one of those. Funny yeah. with Walt. Yeah. How a chain smoking couch potato got off the couch. Okay, and how can they find that? That's on Amazon. Okay, it's called Running with Walt. 
Yes, running. And I'm glad you already mentioned um, uh, who Walt was because you know it was a curious title, um, but that certainly has clarified it. So uh, anyone who might be looking, is it a kind of a primer for somebody who might want to get into that world, or is it is it all about your your decision to change your life so that it was more fulfilling? Like, tell us a little bit more about the book. Um, I think it's, it's funny. I, um, I'm in a running group, um, now all virtual that we've been doing. And, um, I've met a couple of really neat people and I'm in a book club there too. (laughs) And they actually read my book and, um, a couple of the girls. And I mean, these are, these are like the one gal. I just love her. Um, Tara, she's, I've never met her in person, but she's like, Sean, I've, I read your book on Kindle, but I've got to have an autographed copy, you, you know, and I'm like, okay. And she put up a really nice review on Amazon for me. Good. Uh, she put, oh my gosh, this book, I, I would have never known about it had it not been for book club. Mm-hmm. And she put that on Amazon. And then I've been um, kind of corresponding with another guy, Michael, who um, runs marathons and he just kind of, he, I feel like we're like birds of a feather. We both kind of struggle here and there. He struggled more with eating. He struggles with eating like I did with my smoking. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, oh, and he's like, we're all rooting him on, you know. Um, and I sent him a copy of my book. Um, and he actually, I think just the other day, he's like, I just finished reading your book, Sean. He goes, my wife had asked me if I was okay. Because in some parts, I was just sobbing. <laughs> Oh, well, um, you know, you're, you're making a difference and not only have you touched your own life, mm-hmm. but you with, and not just with your clients, not just in the personal training world, but in right. with your book, the inspiration there to be able to say, you know, like, it's just doing it. It's just deciding to, to go ahead and do it. And that sounds simple. But I'm not taking anything away from you. The decision is probably the easiest part and then moving on to doing what you had to do. But I love how you you discovered yourself incrementally that, you know, you knew you wanted more Mm -hmm. and you gave yourself the gift of finding out what that was. What would you tell women? Women are primarily the people that I, I figure listener or that I talk to, what would you tell them to, if they're scratching their head and saying, there's got to be more, what would you advise them for a first step? I would say just kind of sit down and think about something that you, that you love, that you're passionate about. Um, I have another client. She went through a really rough patch, lost her husband, whole bit. And um, I guess somebody had said to her, because she was just, I think I would just be a couch potato, you know, because she said, I really didn't have anything that really interests me. But I guess years ago, she used to ride horses. Okay. So she thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. And she was, I don't know, I think in her 60s when she went back to horseback riding. And she got to the barn and said, okay, I'm, I, I, I want to start this again. I haven't done it for a million years. Mm-hmm. And 
every time we train now, she said, I, I am so blessed that I went to the barn yeah. and I started riding again. She goes, I have this fantastic group of friends. They're like family mm-hmm. and we get together and there's no keeping up with the Joneses. There's nothing like that. Yeah. It's just yeah. a great group. So if you find that one thing that you may or may not be interested in, you don't have to be interested in it, but yeah. just make that step, mm-hmm. make that step and get out there. Mine happened to be running. You know. well, I can tell you it won't be mine, but um, <laughs> I, I did. I do like swimming, and I went paddle boarding last summer for the first oh, time. Really? And you know, I left it till the end of the summer, so I was disappointed because I didn't have enough time to do more. And then because I have my granddaughter, and she's always doing something, so a couple of weeks ago, well, just before Christmas, I started. I took up skating. Oh, cool. um, yeah, I. I I was surprised at how well I did the first time, but the second time I fell and cracked my elbow. So, but I mean, it'll heal. So (laughs) off I go again. Um, But yeah, time is not going to wait for us to decide to wake up and do something. No, no. And I think that's what you discovered was that there had to be more. Yeah. Is Is that the question we need to ask? No. Yeah. It's just, if you find something that you might be remotely interested in, don't wait. Don't wait, just go and do it. And if, if you do wait, if, if like you're listening now and think, oh, I let all those chances go by and now it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. It's I, never too late. Don't point. let another year go by where you're like, oh, I really should have done it. Because all you end up with is another year older. Yes, exactly. You're just another year older. And um, A, you uh, didn't learn how to ice skate, or you didn't go horseback riding, or you didn't run a 5K, or you didn't ride a bike somewhere, or even like even joining a book club, you know, more. As a personal trainer, I just want to close on this, Sean. As a personal trainer, um, most of what we've talked about today has to do with physically moving. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned the book club and I mean, that's not, I can't read and walk at the same time, not, not safely anyway. Um, but most of what we've talked about is staying mobile. Mm-hmm. And as long as we can stay mobile, then we have a lot more options. Oh gosh. Yeah. Have a particular age group that you work with as a trainer. It's kind of funny. Um, my youngest client is 17. My oldest client is 93. Oh, outstanding. So it's really all over the board. Good. Well, I certainly hope people are going to listen into what you said, because Sean, you've got a wealth of information here. It's, it's like, it's all encompassing. It's, it's about movement. It's about dreaming. It's about self-fulfillment. It's about taking tiny steps. Like you really did have a strong message. And I, I really hope people will listen to it and start the year off and realize that you know, just like 2020 was a not so good year, it's gone. 2021 will be whatever year you make it and it will be gone. And so we'll sit here, 
you know, next January, another year gone. And what have we done? So, Sean, I'm so thankful you shared the message. Now they can find Running with Walt um, on Amazon. Yeah. Where, where Do you have a website they can find you to read more I about do. you? I do. I have a website. It's Sean Tegmeyer, S-H-A-W-N, T is in Tom, E-G, T is in Tom, M-E-I-E-R.com. Correct. Mm-hmm. I see that right there. For video, it's great, but for the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Spelled it out. Yes. So that's super. Um, and I hope they go looking for the book. It sounds ex- it sounds very inspiring. Um, I'm looking forward to my copy arriving. And I know. I can't wait till it gets there. They were not very helpful at the post office. <laughs> well, it's busy times, right? So hopefully, but definitely be in touch soon. So thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. And so um, for those listening in again, it's uh, don't die before you're dead. And I am Mary McCartney and Sean and I will both say to you, dare to live the life you are meant to live. And so thanks for joining us today. Bye now. Thanks Mary.